And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Yes, here we are again another day committed to picking a fight with the mainstream media and always providing you the timely truth centered around real estate, credit, finance, legal, and so much more. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show. Our number one goals are to educate, entertain, enlighten, but most importantly, we want to engage with you so we can help you win. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. Save our hotline number in your phone. At some point, you're going to need it. 813-670-7372. You used to call me on my cell phone. 813-670-7372. Baby, don't forget my number. And make sure you bookmark our website, ConsumerQB.com. A plethora of information available for you at ConsumerQB.com. You can see links to all of our expert contributors, all their contact information available for you on our website, ConsumerQB.com. I implore you to check it out. And uh, we've got attorney in the house. we got my man in the house. Um, so we're going to talk about consumer debt, consumer practices. Yep. Uh, we've got different situations where you got personal injury, everything from traffic stops. Um, what say you in those areas? What do you want to talk about today? Well, uh, today I was thinking about talking about uh, particularly damages and okay. um, and the various types of law that I do. Um, okay. As far as like injury law, you've got your personal injury cases like car accidents, slip and falls, and uh, workers' comp is, is administrative law. Totally different when it comes to damages. And a lot of people, when I when I sign up a new client. They always want to know a couple of weeks into their case, how much is my case worth? Yes, uh, case worth. Yeah, and honestly, every every case, there's factors you got to look at, and uh, that's what I was thinking about talking about today. Yeah, looking at different factors, you know, everything from and, – and you uh, cover a lot of different areas. Like we've talked yep. about from everything from, a, you know, DUI situation. Are you, or is, it, is it wise to blow or not you take know the what? breathalyzer? I, I defer those out, actually. I refer those okay. out. Um, but I, I do like regular traffic tickets. Okay. And it's funny. When you have your own practice, you, I started out just doing personal injury workers' comp, and it morphed into these other things. It just kind of happened helping people over the years and – Right, you know, you don't you don't plan on it originally, and then you kind of get off on a tangent. Next thing you know, you like that area of law too. Right. So I've got a couple a couple different ones, but yeah, no uh, traffic tickets. Basically, if you ever get a traffic ticket of any kind, uh, speeding ticket, it's all, I, I always think it's worth fighting it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, I, I charge a very nominal amount, uh, one hundred fifty bucks, and then I show up. I'd say 60% of the time, the cop doesn't show. Oh, wow. Cop doesn't show. Everything gets thrown out. So you wow. get no. You don't have to pay the ticket, and you get no points. Wow. This is just a basic run-of-the-mill traffic uh, ticket. Right. Um, if they're there, then usually they're cool, as long as you don't have a terrible driving record. And they'll either – you could I'll either ask my class, you, would you rather the points or, or the fine? And they'll let you pick either one. Mm. So it's, it's always wise, as opposed to just eating it, and then you get the points and paying the fine. So, oh, I see. So, yeah, it's, it's probably worth it. And then you always have that chance, at, and it's probably better than a coin flip where he's not going to show it all and you're going to get off altogether. Right. So for 150 bucks, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, so, it is. So, yeah, that, that's just a little tip for basic traffic stops. Because, Jason, a, a points points on your license can affect your licensing. Yeah, eventually, right. you know, it could leave the driver's suspension, suspended license, and right. uh, I'll kind of take it away from you even eventually. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, so that it's something that happens, you know, from time to time. It seems like you'll go for a string of time where you don't get pulled, you get nothing going on, and then you have a couple in a row. You're like, whoa, what happened? Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's sometimes a matter of luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So let's let's talk, let's let's dive into what you're talking about with the case worth. You know, when cases, yep. when you're analyzing a case, people need to understand, you know, what they potentially have. What, Absolutely. What, are they, what factors are they looking at here? Well, let's talk about first, uh, say, a car accident case. Okay. Because there's civil laws very different than administrative law, like workers' comp, and the laws are different. Like in a workers' comp case, it's a no fault statute, so I don't even have to prove fault at all. Whereas in a personal injury case, say a car accident or a slip and fall. The first thing you got to look at is liability. Who's at fault? Okay. So is it 100% clear that the other party is at fault? Well, then that's good because then you know, okay, that issue is 100% their responsibility. Whereas in a case where, say, it's eh, maybe 50 50, 60 40, well, then you got to include that in your analysis and you kind of okay. prorate that into the damages. And your damages come from, say, for a car accident, your medical bills. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but okay. medical bills, lost wages. Uh, Something called pain and suffering. We all have heard of that. You know, those are the big money cases, like the McDonald's case. You know, that person that got burned by all that hot coffee. It was yes. actually a pretty horrific burn. Yes. I, I watched that documentary. And, yeah. And that's interesting that a lot of people, you know, have a misconception about exactly. what happened. And they think, oh, that's, you know, that's a joke. Pour some hot coffee on me. No. You don't want what happened to that yeah, person. Yeah, that was really bad. She got scar- scarred really bad in, in her private area. And it was so hot. It was like, I forget the temperature. It was Radiator like, scalding hot. It was bad. Yes. It was really bad. And they, and they had multiple calls telling them hey your your coffee's way too hot it's 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 way too hot multiple documented calls that's awesome man because you're actually getting into my next uh point about damages and then there's something called punitive damages which don't always apply but it did in that case and that's for a situation that's so horrific it kind of gets away from the damages of the the facts of the case and more so if it's good for society to be sent a message like hey we don't stand for this meaning we don't stand for fast food joints selling or selling coffee at that temperature yeah so it sends a message and it really has nothing to do with the da- they want it to be a big enough impact where this company and others like it are going to know you don't do that yes and that's punitive damages those are always good to look for yeah those are punishing yeah exactly right and th- and they don't always come they're hard to get but when you get for example like if someone uh, injures someone and gets a DUI i have a case like that right now so they cause the accident, and at the same time they get they got a DUI. Punitive damages almost always come with that. Wow! Because you know we don't want people drunk driving, yeah. People, so yeah. It sends the message. Wow! And those usually are are, are high dollar values mm. in addition to the regular damages. Yeah, I bet. Yep. Yeah. So man, a lot to go there. Yeah, and you know, going back to that that hot coffee incident you know the the challenge with the media and the way that things got leaked out oh did you hear about this person she got millions of dollars because she spilled hot coffee you know and like you said oh spill some on me yeah i mean you know so it's 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 weird how that happens and and the big thing about it too in that documentary i watched is it had uh president bush at the time uh not the senior but the son he was talking about oh we need tort reform we got to go and reform tort so the lobby the businessmen were in the pocket they're saying and so they cap damages on a lot of these things. Yes. What, yes. Why don't we start with exactly what is a tort? Sure. A tort is um, any civil action where someone, like, for example, a battery, uh, negligence. Uh, say, for example, a negligence is someone that has a duty, and they breach that duty and cause an accident. So any, any kind of, say, motor vehicle accident, what that is is a negligence case. So a tort is it's not a criminal action, but it's a civil action where you're harmed by somebody else, and then you, you're going to be compensated civilly. So that's a tort. The different types are battery, potential infliction of emotional distress, 
negligence, uh, stuff along those lines. Okay. Uh, libel, slander, the defamation. I actually De- have one of those now, too. Defamation of character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So any type of civil harm or, or harm that you suffer that you're going to go get compensated civilly mm, as opposed okay. to criminally. So a tort reform, so it's more civil tort, side. Well, yeah, they think these guys – and granted, I'll be honest with you. There's sometimes, you know, we get a case – where say the damages are horrific, the person mm-hmm. passes away, or you know, it's a car accident, someone's 100 percent at fault, and, the, and they're paralyzed, and you know, you make a couple of phone calls and settle the case, you get a third of the uh, settlement, and you, you make a hundred thousand dollars on a phone call. That so they hear stuff like that, and they're like, right. "That's that's horrific." You know, something needs to be done about that. Whereas then that's not always the case, right? You know, so they only hear about situations like that, or maybe they misconstrue facts, like the the case you mentioned, the hot coffee. Yeah, and next thing you know, you're doing tort reform when really maybe that's not such a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. If you just join us, we're talking with Jason Coble, local attorney here in Tampa Bay. I'm your host, Brandon Rhymes. So we're looking at the different types of uh, court cases and, and uh, different areas of law that he's practicing. So yeah, it's an interesting one there. Uh, it also in that documentary I watched years ago. It had one where uh, someone was uh, disabled permanently. I believe they might have been in a wheelchair, but it talked about also how the jury didn't know that they were capping. You know, they thought they were giving him, you know, whatever the yeah. number was, 25 million, 52 million, whatever that number was. Uh, but it really it was capped to a certain point because of that tort reform yep. to where the, the kid could probably hardly ever live, you know, a, a, a decent life. And that's usually uh, the, the jury's not allowed to know the, the policy limit that you're dealing with. Right. Or, and, and so they, they just assess the damages and they give their verdict. And if it's over the cap, you know, that's that's all you could get. So, yeah. you know, that's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. But um, also along the line of, of the damages, um, a lot of people in these cases, they say, oh, it was horrific what I went through. And then they stop treating. If you're in a car accident case, treat. Treat as mm. much as possible. Right. You know, because that's really if the consistent treatment. They look at you like kind of as a number. Uh, if, if you stop treating, um, you know, just, just want to consistently treat. Uh, and, and until your attorney or your doctor finalizes you, right? Even if you're feeling a little better, you know, just for the, as far as the what the case looks like is, if you're going to take it before a jury, you definitely don't want to prematurely stop treating. So treating is key. Yeah, keep treating because it you know it could relapse as well. Yep. You know, keep treating, and you got the seven day rule or fourteen day rule, right? That's for uh, PIP. Uh, we all have by law we have to have ten thousand dollars of PIP protection. Each one of us uh, in Florida car insurance. If you don't make it to an MD within 14 days of the accident, you only get 2,500, and that's that's the first uh, 2,500 or 10,000 of damages in a car accident actually comes out of your insurance, the PIP. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's important to make sure you do that. Know these rules. Know these different types of things, uh, because it can it can cost you a lot of money. It could cost you, uh, you know, the case in, in certain cases. So uh, stay with us. Uh, more from uh, Jason Cobol, attorney Jason Cobol, here uh, on the Consumer Quarterback Show uh, when we come back. And we also have our feel good story of the day. Hockey fans set new world record with nearly thirty five thousand stuffed animals thrown onto the ice. Stay with <laughs> us right here, Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is. Derek Robbins, you are listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rimes. Please do what it takes to learn all that you have to to live the life you want to live. Live it fully and find a way to give it by paying it forward to others. Get in touch with Brandon online at ConsumerQB.com. 
Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253. Free CMA and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out PlatinumMVPRealty.net. PlatinumMVPRealty.net. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. And I'm here with my business partner, Brandon Rimes, the real estate quarterback. Thanks, Ken. If you're a seller thinking about selling your property, we would love to talk to you. Text CMA to 813-670-7372, 813-670-7372, or check out PlatinumMVPRealty.com, PlatinumMVPRealty.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rhymes here, your host of the Consumer Quarterback Show. And giving a shout-out to our hotel partner on Treasure Island Beach, the Billmar Beach Resort, is the official hotel partner of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Filled with fantastic and generous amenities to make your vacation that much more special, the Billmar Beach Resort has been one of the most sought-after destinations on the Treasure Island beaches for years. Whether you're hosting a party, a wedding, or just a local vacation, stagecation, getaway, check out the Billmar Beach Resort. Let them know that the real estate quarterback sent you. Take them up on special offers and incentives just by mentioning that you're a fan of the Consumer Quarterback Show. And uh, as you know, I'm your host, Brandon Rimes, here. Got a couple of hot listings as well, owner of Platinum MVP Realty. Uh, this property is in South Tampa, 4613 South Matanzas Avenue. Uh, beautiful property in South Tampa. Uh, actually, local celebrity owns it. It's uh, Ian Beckles, the uh, longtime radio show host, former Buccaneer. Uh, four bedrooms, three full baths, got a half bath, $729,000 in uh, beautiful South Tampa. Just a quick walk over to Bayshore, and you're enjoying all that South Tampa has to offer. Uh, got another waterfront beauty here as well, 9303 Alice Lane in Riverview. 9303 Alice Lane is a gorgeous property right on the river the Alifaya River, and it's just 0.83 of an acre, just shy of an acre, full acre, uh, in Riverview. Pool home, gorgeous property. You got a mother-in-law and suite, uh, uh, in-law suite that you could rent out and utilize for income, and it's just a beautiful property here in gorgeous Tampa Bay. All right, we're talking with attorney Jason Cobol here today, talking about you know ways that you can live a better life, avoid commission-based advice, and all these different areas of law. So, uh, yeah, so what's what's next on the agenda? What do you think we should discuss well, here? Uh, you know, finishing up on the on the damages thing. Yeah. Uh, when you get medical bills, this is kind of weird, but it's a little tidbit for everybody, especially in a car accident case. And you know, it's my my buddy and I were just talking about this. It's so funny that this is just how it is, and everybody's cool with it, but it is what it is. Right. The medical bills, the actual bill amounts, are going to be way more than what they'll actually accept. And it's very good to know that because some attorneys are not cool and, and they don't exactly tell their clients this. Say your bill is at the end of a case. Say the policy limit's 100000 Say they're 50000 in bills. Usually, I'll be able to resolve those for about 27000 Yeah. 
So they, they and they, every single case, so they bill X amount, and then every usually about forty to sixty percent reduction. Wow! And it's just like my buddy, I'm like, why don't they just bill? You know, <laughs> what they're are, just happy to get paid, aren't they? I guess. Yeah. And, and, you know, and every every situation is different, but uh, there, I know of some uh, less than ethical uh, stories of attorneys uh, that. So if you're if you're somebody in that situation, make sure you look at your bills and ask them, hey, did you get reductions on these? Mm. That way, you get the most money as you can in your pocket. You don't want to be you know, putting the money in the doctor's pockets as opposed to your own. Very similar to a judgment, isn't it? Like if somebody, you know, if you got an HOA that gets a judgment or different type scenarios where somebody gets a judgment against someone, you know, those things can be settled for very low. Right, right. You could, yeah, you could usually, you know, negotiate it down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking with uh, Jason Coble here in studio. So uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little personal injury. Sure. So personal injury law, one of those misconception areas. You know, there's a lot of things that happen. You know, bar fights, stumbles out into the parking lot, uh, different scenarios. Anything that you've seen recent? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I actually had a. Uh, it's funny, right along the same lines as what we were talking about earlier, punitive damages. I actually had a, a workers' comp case. That's and I'm not going to mention details of party names or anything. Right. Uh, that's turning into. A personal injury case uh, of defamation of character, actually. Wow. Uh, and in this particular one, I recently had a comp case go all the way to court. And uh, long story short, the, the judge ruled that um, my client was a, an elderly woman who was living alone at her fourth surgery. She was a, a traveling nurse when she got hurt. But uh, she needed attendant care at her house. And her attendant care started, hmm. and then it abruptly stopped. And we didn't know why. And long story short, after lots of litigation, we found out that the company that was supposed to be providing the care was actually feeding lies to her doctor. Wow. And we have – so we have an order now from the judge finding that as a fact. Wow. So now we're going to turn that into a civil case against that particular company. Wow. Uh, and and that is the type of situation. Now we'll see how it plays out. It's always – you know you never know, and you have to ask for punitive damages, but that's the kind of situation where I think a message should be sent. Yeah. We, we don't want companies that are supposed to be taking care of these people right. going behind their back, and I don't know what the motivation was to get their care shut down. Wow. But, yeah, yeah, so Just so they were billing for care that they weren't delivering? Well, no. Uh, you know, they got the, the care that they were supposed to be providing for yeah. an extended period of time. They got it abruptly shut down shortly hmm. after it started on, on lies. That, wow. were, that were told Jeez. to the doctor. I mean, it's oh, man. very shocking. Wow. So I'm hoping that a, a very strong message gets sent in that one. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Wow. That's interesting, man. I bet you see some interesting stuff. You know, uh, it's in never career. a dull moment. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, a, you know, that's one of those strange situations where, and that's good to know multiple areas of the law because it was a workers' comp case, and now it, it, it turned into a, a civil case, personally. Right. So. Uh, that was that got that going on. That was pretty interesting. Wow! So personal injury law. So things from you know that, that can stem from slip and falls is one of the most famous that you hear. Oh yeah, you know slip and falls. People, <sighs> those ones they they stress me out because they're so tough. You yeah. know, they, you know you, you hear about it a lot, and people they come to me with them a lot, but uh, it's such a tough law because you have to have you have to overcome the notice hurdle, and uh, what I mean by that is uh, if you fall. Say you fall in a sidewalk or something like that, and you fall over some dangerous, so you know condition, something that made you fall. If the property owner didn't even know about it and had no chance to fix it, mm. you really don't have a case. Wow! But if it was you know known known danger and they could have fixed it and they didn't, then you have a much stronger case. Wow! So it's a much bigger hurdle. I much prefer the cases where you just get rear-ended in a motor vehicle accident a lot right. easier. Right. But uh, yeah, usually slip and falls come down to that notice and, and liability is always a tough one on that. Yeah. Um, so wrongful death. Have you seen wrongful death? 
Yeah, not you know, not too many personally because I've had a few, and uh, those settled so quickly. That's I was actually telling a story about that recently. Uh, the last one I had, I got a phone call literally the next day from the insurance company, and they said, "Look, we're we're not messing around. We're tendering right away because mm. liability was clear." Uh, the reason why they do that is something called bad faith. If if an insurance company has a policy, and they know that they should extend that policy, whatever the fact it could be wrong. That could be any kind of. Uh, uh, injury, but if if the injuries and the evidence is clear that they should tender that, and you give the, you show them that evidence, and you ask for the policy, and they don't, then you could later get a verdict above their limit, and then you could actually make them go above, and there'll be no limit. That's bad faith. Wow, it's a second proceeding after you get the verdict above the limit, but and then you got to go back and show you know at the time when you demanded the policy, did you show them enough evidence where they should have tendered? And if the answer is yes. Uh, that's what they fear greatly. Insurance companies called bad faith. Wow. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I actually have an, a, a, an attorney, Kevin Woods, in town that I send those to. He's very sharp on that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Those those are always big big money cases. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's that's interesting, man. Yeah. The, so the the insurance side of things too. Let's kind of go back into the car accident type scenario, because when you talk about personal injury protection you talk about uninsured motorist there's some things that people need to know about that as well yeah a couple of things the first of all um it's sad but even your own insurance company you know you pay them every month yep but when you need them and and, and you know the accident happens and and they're uh on on the job now they have their own job to do and they're going to look out for themselves and it's all about money so yeah. even though you know, contractually, they're supposed to take care of you. They're going to be wanting to limit the exposure that they face. Right. And it's sometimes hard for clients to uh, swallow. It's like, hey, what the heck? I think it's supposed to be my insurance. And you, believe me, they're better than the other at-fault par- at parties insurance company to deal with. But e- even your own, you'll find, uh, you know, they're looking to save money. It's all about money. You don't take it personally. Right. Um, but as far as uninsured motors in Florida, man, big tip, you've got to have uninsured motors in Florida because – the legal minimum for the state is 10,000 UM, right? I mean, 10,000, I'm sorry, PIP, and then 10,000 property. So uninsured motorists is UM. If you don't have UM and the other at-fault parties say they caused the accident and they have the legal minimum, which is 10,000 PIP, personal injury protection, 10,000 property, that means no bodily injury. So if you, then if you don't have UM, you get the short end of the stick. And wow. unless they personally have a bunch of assets, which is very unlikely because they got the legal minimum insurance, uh, I have to turn those cases down regardless of the facts. Wow. And that's devastating. Yeah. For everybody. So regardless of the, of the facts, and yeah. it could be you know plain and simple, somebody got rear-ended, but the, it just comes down to what kind of policies do they have. Yeah. So yeah. the uninsured motorist is something that you got to have. I think. It's yeah. a, you really do in Florida. Yeah. And then I th- actually think they should change that law. Because it's it's unfortunate, you know. And any time I get a call and someone, it's clear liability, and uh, it's huge injuries. I'm first thing I ask: How many attorneys have you spoke to? If it's like three, then I know I bet you there's no insurance, <laughs> right? And that that's it. No matter what the scenario, no matter how at fault the other right, p- fault party is, no matter how bad the damages are, if there's no money to go after, there's no money to go after. Yeah, and you can't take that personally. It's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, talking with Jason Coble here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. He's a local attorney, uh, handles workers' comp, personal injury law, different kind of scenarios in between as well. Uh, the law changes recently as well. We've got about a minute left in the sure. segment. I'm not sure if we can get into it. Yeah. But, but you know, some of the law changes are things that we like to update the listeners with. So one of the big ones that we talked about was the ability now for, uh, what is it, first responders yeah. to now 
access workers' comp? Well, to be able to access specifically psychiatric, to have a, a psychiatric be a psychiatric injury be held compensable, meaning their workers' comp's responsibility without a physical injury. Because mm. previously the law said you could only have a psychiatric injury if you have a physical injury that corresponds to it. Got it. And that wasn't fair to people who saw horrific things. They may have not have been hurt physically, but they. Right. What they saw gave them PTSD. Mm-hmm. So now they're covered. Yeah, well, that's good. It's a start. It's a start. Yeah, yeah. well, like we said, we, that needs to go further. That law needs to go oh, further. Yeah. And um, we, uh, Leo talked about some stuff yesterday's show about how uh, lobbyists are getting involved now with some of the hurricane aftermath, trying to keep uh, homeowners from basically making the insurance companies deal directly with the homeowners and not allowing them to have uh, their um, rights assigned to um, people that are protecting them. I'll dive it. We'll dive deep That's into cool. that. Yeah, we'll yeah. dive into that on the second side here. So stay with us, Consumer Quarterback Show. Follow us online at Brandon Rhymes One on Instagram, at Brandon Rhymes One on Twitter, and of course on Facebook, Consumer Quarterback Show. We'll be right back after the short break. This is work done, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. And we're back here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your host, Brandon Rimes. Consumer Quarterback Show powered by Platinum MVP Realty. Check out PlatinumMVPRealty.com. We are recruiting agents to our team, and uh, we've got a robust marketing plan. We're helping our agents succeed. Uh, we're helping our buyers, sellers, investors as well uh, with Platinum MVP Realty. We're maximizing the exposure on the sale of our real estate properties uh, to help our sellers maximize the sale and the profits and uh, make more money on the sale. We've got a great buyer agent team as well, and uh, real excited about a lot of the growth, a lot of good things happening. Uh, this segment's brought to you by Brother easy moving uh, we strive to be the very best tampa moving companies by exceeding expectations from the first phone call to the final customer courtesy call and they're among the best reviewed movers in tampa uh, where google they hold a 4.9 percent rating the highest in tampa bay they have an a rating from the better business bureau as well as an a rating on angie's list brothers easy moving for all of your real estate needs and uh, reach out check out their website and uh, leave them a nice review up there and uh, let them know the real estate quarterback sent you take them up on those special offers and incentives just by mentioning that you're a fan of the consumer quarterback show uh, they're going to help you out with that um, in studio today we got jason coble he's a local attorney we're talking work comp i want to let you know about a couple of hot listings before we jump back into it uh, this one's 9511 antilles drive uh, here in tampa bay it's a pinellas county property in seminole four bedrooms three full bath you got a half bath as well five hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars just reduced down to five seventy eight uh, david weekly home nearly a half an acre of mature landscape lot and a large backyard as well uh, beautiful property 9511 antilles drive in Seminole. Also, got a nice condo here, ground floor condo at 206 Mariner Drive in Tarpon Springs. 206 Mariner Drive in Tarpon Springs. Uh, hot property listing in uh, Tarpon. It is a lovely two bedroom, two bath property, end unit. You got a pool on site. You've got the uh, pond view, conservation view, and it's a great opportunity. Listed at $274,000. Another nice opportunity here in Tampa Bay. Somewhere, somewhere, sunny. 
All right, so let's uh, let's jump right back into it. We got Attorney Jason Cobol here in studio, and um, talking about different areas of law. Uh, he can help with personal injury law, workers' comp. Uh, so let's let's touch on a little bit of workers' comp before we oh, jump man. into the consumer debt stuff. Yeah, wor- workers' comp. I tell you, that was my original uh, area of law that I got into, and uh, it is like. That's what gets me up every day and uh, motivates me because it's a fight, man. It's yeah. tough for injured workers, and I worked on both sides. I hated the other side because I felt like I had all the advantages <laughs> for the representing insurance carriers and employers. And uh, ever since I've been on the injured worker side now for gosh, eleven years, yep. and uh, it's tough. It's tough. We have we have tough laws here in Florida for the injured workers. It's the way it is, and uh, you got to fight for everything you could get. So it's it, pro business. Definitely. Yeah. No doubt. Business. And anybody who's been injured at work could probably tell you that. You don't realize it until it happens to you. Right. You don't think it's going to happen to you. Right. But man, it's tough for them. Yeah. Uh, but, and it's, these are stressful cases because a lot of times, you know, they're shutting their checks off when they shouldn't be. And, uh, you know, you got to go to their doctors and their doctor, you can only get the care that their doctors say. Wow. So, you know, you deal a lot of stressed out clients uh, and it's a tough challenge, but I, I love to fight because it's. I've been doing it long enough. I feel I know it inside and out, and uh, I like to fight for the little guy. So yeah, that's good, man. It's it's cool. But um, the the difference as far as how much a case is worth and damages, to give you an idea, mm-hmm. like a lot of times I'll have, say, say somebody was a traveling employee, I don't know, real estate or something, they're driving around, they get rear-ended on the job. Well, they have the workers' comp case and a civil case. Mm. Uh, those are great because they have two cases, but the differences are huge. Uh, the civil cases where you get – Pain and suffering, mental anguish, all those things, you don't get in workers' comp. Right. Workers' comp, you just get lost wages according to the law, which is very limited. And then you get medical care according to what their doctors say at their price, which is the cheapest form of insurance that exists. Yeah. It's called the fee schedule. So if, say, a surgery is hundred grand, the fee schedule is going to be like 25000 So it's wow. like, yeah, and then the doctors they use, it's like... They either are upset because they get paid a lot less or they're one of the doctors that get used all the time at workers' comp and they get used all the time for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they say what the insurance company likes. So that's the, that's the one that – and even the attorney fees are limited. Um, they used to be worse. They, they recently got better. There was a legislative change. Um, and they actually deemed the, the prior statute unconstitutional. But uh, and it's still tough. Uh, and those don't pay as well as the others, but they do make you feel good when you when you're able to help someone out in a tough situation like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds sounds. You know, when you look at that scenario, now here here's something that comes up to you. I would think this might be something for someone out there. A lot of the companies right now they're they're fighting an uphill battle. We you know we had Suncoast Roofing on the show, Tampa Screens and Aluminum, um, 3D Solar was just on our show talking about they need help. They need good qualified installers, people that can you know work on workers. So there's a lack of workers right now. The right. challenge, right? Yeah. So here's something that people might slip into. They might go to Home Depot, pick up some of the you know the folks that are waiting for, to be picked up and taken for the day work. Now the problem is if you bring them into your home to do yard work or you bring them into your job site, you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, no, that happens. It happens like you don't. You might not even realize it. And uh, I've had a lot of claims where like, wait a minute, I just brought this guy in. I'm like, no, technically he's an employee under the statute. And they're like, what do you mean employee? You know? And, and they might even have him sign a contract saying he's an independent contractor. But there's elements you have to meet. Right. And a lot of the times they, you know, they don't meet those elements. And yeah, you could get tagged and. It's a, it's a nightmare. Uh, and I so, feel bad for the small business owners because it's tough for them. It's a lot it's a lot easier for the bigger companies. Like my brother's Cobalt Contracting up in Pennsylvania. Yep. So he's a small construction company. So, you know, my heart always actually have a hard, hard time when I have somebody like that on the other side. 
of right. my cases because yeah, they, they have a, it's tough for them. Yeah, because they're just trying to get the job done. Yeah, they go pick up a day worker from from you know Home Depot parking lot. Yep, they take him on a job site. They get hurt. God forbid they get hurt. They can turn around and sue that potential Absolutely. employer, that contractor, whatever they're doing. Or even worse, sometimes they'll go above those people and they'll get the general contractor and they don't want to upset the general contractor, you know? Right. And then the general contractor is like, what the heck are you doing bringing some guy in? You know, it's a big nightmare. Yeah. 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 I've had a couple of those. So they all got to be documented. They got to be uh, legal. Now, yep. And I, I feel bad for them too, to be honest. I've had a lot of illegal uh, uh, people who are here illegally who, and the employers know it and they've hired a lot of them. And then one of them gets hurt, and all of a sudden, after working for them for years, all of a sudden they're bringing up, oh, they're illegal. You don't get any benefits. And Yeah. That's crazy. They don't help them. Yeah. They, they won't help them because they know that they won't fight back. Well, I've had I've had to go to trial five times. I'm three and two, and it's our law for workers' comp is it comes down to, and I think they should win every time because it comes down to uh, the discretion of the judge. Did the uh, illegal alien, did they get the, say, the Social Security number or whatever they did to, to be able to work? Did they do it for the purposes of getting a job, or did they do it for the purpose of, of getting workers' comp benefits? Clearly, they weren't thinking, oh, I'm going to get hurt on the job. They were doing it to get a job. Right. But if they are, if the judge feels that they were lying to obtain workers' comp benefits, they lose. Mm. So it all depends on who the judge is and what the circumstances are. But wow. I feel bad for those people. Yeah, that's tough, man. That's a tough scenario. A lot of them, just they just want to work. They just want to make a, a fair wage. Uh, a lot of it is cash, under you know under-the-table type cash. Yep. So that's the scenario that you see play out. But don't fall for that. You could get in big trouble. Uh, so, yeah. So so let's jump into the consumer debt. I think it's a good topic next. Oh, yeah. you know? So consumer debt, you know, you got debt collectors out there. You got robocalls oh, going yeah. on. Ridiculous. Tell me about that, man. All right. Well, one of the hot uh, areas of law, and, and hopefully it stays the way it is because right now it's very actually consumer friendly, the Telephone Collections Practices Act is what it's called. If you get a call on your cell phone mm-hmm. from somebody that you did not give consent to call you, and it is from one of those robo dialers they're called, uh, that's an automatic uh, $750, and it could even be $1,500 per call. So these cases, if it's intentional, it's 1500 These cases get really up there because the crazy robo dialer callers, they're calling a couple times a day, sometimes like 10 times a day for a couple months. The next thing you know, they, they add up. And really, those cases come down to consent. You know, did you sign something or somehow give them permission to call you if you did? And, you know, you don't have a case because you got to prove they didn't have permission to call. They called your cell phone, and it was from a robo-dialer. That's mm. the easy part. Your attorney will be able to figure that out from discovery really easy if it was a robo-dialer. And to be honest with you, they, they usually are. Yeah. And then the last thing that's kind of a problem in those, and I've had this happen a few times, you'll you'll get all the elements met, and you have a perfect case, and then you, it's it's one of those – Dirtball companies, they really, they're not even a real company. They don't have assets they don't anyways. Have anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shell company. Exactly. So you run yeah. into that. So you got to be careful sometimes. You know, just a little bit of uh, research usually gets to the bottom of that You put on. a bunch of research behind it. Oh, it's XYZ Corp. They don't have any assets. That's and they, it. And they're owned by ABC Corp, who's owned by, yeah. you know, and they then, put layers of stuff. It's tough when you find out that, no, it's one of those shell companies. They don't have anything. And then you, you got to explain to the client, yeah, they have everything that I told you that we need to prove. But guess what? There's nothing to go after. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. And, you know, in the other scenario is I've seen real estate companies doing it where you're you're giving a market update. You know, you're just saying, hey, got a new listing. This property just was listed or, or maybe telling them about an open house coming up. And then that gives the the caller, the, the the caller, the business side, the real estate company, that gives them the okay, at least according to some of these companies. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just giving information. They're just providing a market update. Right. 
That's different, I think. That's different. Yeah. Than a collection. Than trying to collect a debt. Than a collection attempt. Okay. All right. Stay with us right here. Consumer Quarterback Show. More from attorney Jason Kobol here uh, in studio. We're talking about ways that you can live a better life, avoid commission-based advice, making you more street smart here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. We'll be right back after this short, short break. Don't go anywhere. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rimes. Do not touch that dial. I'll come right through the radio and grab your throat. To get in touch with Brandon, Call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. House or condo? House. Three bedrooms or four? Three. On the golf course or next to the lake? Both. Choosing the perfect house involves some tough choices. Where to find it? That choice is easy. Homesandland.com. There are thousands of listings from the area's top realtors. Search by bedrooms, by price, and choose just the features you want. And in Homes and Land magazine, you'll find full-color photos and detailed property descriptions. For a free copy, call 1-800-277-7800 or visit homesandland.com. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man. And I'm here with my business partner, Brandon Rimes, the real estate quarterback. Thanks, Ken. We're recruiting real estate agents to our team, PlatinumMVPRealty.com. If you want to knock out your competition, join PlatinumMVPRealty.com. 813-670-7372. 813-670-7372. Join the winning team. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. Brandon Rimes here. I'm your host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of Platinum MVP Realty, and we're helping sellers profit more on the sale of their real estate properties, recruiting agents to our team, looking for good agents out there. Uh, we got a plethora of leads and would love to talk to you. Give us a call on our hotline, 813-670-7372. Any kind of consumer advocate advice content that you need, uh, we'd love to talk to you. 813-670-7372. Uh, you can call or text that hotline. You know, we bring on CP financial advisors, attorneys, home inspectors, uh, solar technologies, health experts, all types of companies that we're bringing on the show to serve as a consumer advocate. It's all about helping you win and making you just a bit more street smart here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Got a hot property in South Tampa, 103 South Havana Avenue, just reduced down to $499,000, five bedrooms, three bath. And this is a beautiful South Tampa home in the Plant High School District. Uh, You got a, a great opportunity to rent it as an Airbnb or it would make for a great family home, fenced-in backyard, five bedrooms, three bath, 2,500 square feet, $499,000 just reduced, and it is a nice, nice property here in South Tampa. Uh, taking you over to Pinellas County, 215 12th Avenue Northeast. Uh, this property is a large home, four bedrooms, five bath, and it's at $1.149 million, 3,500 square feet, and it's uh, 215 12th Avenue Northeast, a SIPS panel construction home, a gorgeous property located in uh, just north of downtown St. Pete, the old Northeast section. So looking for my million-dollar buyers out there, let me know what you want. All right, let's jump into our feel-good segment of the day, feel-good story of the day, and our Tell Me Something Good. Tell me something good. 
Okay, so we got hockey fans set new world record with nearly 35,000 stuffed animals thrown onto the ice. The Hershey Bears in 2018 teddy bear toss has broken a new record with nearly 35,000 stuffed animals thrown onto the ice. The teddy bear toss is an annual tradition where hockey fans throw stuffed animals onto the ice after the first goal to donate to charity. Teams across the country participate in the tradition. The Bears announced it on Twitter that Sunday's teddy bear toss in Hershey, Pennsylvania set a new world record with 34,798 stuffed animals tossed onto the ice. The Bears say the stuffed animals will be donated to 30 30 different local organizations for distribution to needy kids. In addition to the toys, the night also produced tens of thousands of dollars in monetary donations. Pennsylvania Charity Community Aid had pledged to donate 50 cents per stuffed animal thrown up to $15,000, and an anonymous season ticket holder pledged $1 per stuffed animal. So, uh, interesting story, and that's kind of heads close to home for you, Jason. Oh, yeah, that's my home state. That was the big highlight of my summers. I go to Hershey Park. It's a great amusement park in Hershey, PA. Yeah. Grew up like two hours north of there. And it's all funded by the, the candy company. Yeah, right? the chocolate factory. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. You get a like, little tour. It was just a great time. You always start your day at the chocolate factory tour, and then you go right to the park. <laughs> kind of like a real-life Willy Wonka, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, we always do our feel-good stories here on the show and uh, bringing you a positive uh, segment here on the program. So we got attorney Jason Kobol in studio here. Uh, we were talking about these robocalls and some of those different scenarios uh, and, you know, the independent contractor versus the W-2 worker. That's one that comes up sometimes, too. Yeah. You know, employers try to squeeze people into that IC agreement, but even though if they're, they're not hitting certain benchmarks – are those benchmarks for example well there's 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 certain factors um first of all a contract helps but okay. it's not in and of itself enough that's where they go wrong because they think hey i got a contract that's all i need that's not true right uh, the next thing you look at do they have their own tax id mm. and that would be nice if they did mm. if they're if they're using yours that's a problem it's right. all about control really if they're using your materials that's a problem Right. If you control when they come and when they leave, that's a problem. Mm. If uh, you know, if if they basically can do whatever they want and they could possibly suffer a loss, that's good to prove that they're an independent contractor. So it's all a matter if you treat them yeah. like an employee, they're going to be an employee. Yeah, and if they have other, uh, if they have other uh, clients, that's other it customers, yep. big one, absolutely. Yeah. Or are you, you know, all they have and you're directing them 100. percent Then even if you have that contract, you're in trouble, especially if they're using your facilities. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's tough. Yeah, it is. And, and what's the downside of that? What could happen to the employer? Wow, man. They could be uh, sued if one of them gets hurt, like we talked about. But even more so than that is uh, it's also uh, a felony. Um, the IRS is really? uh, misclassifying an employee hmm. as an independent contractor. So you're paying you know, much less taxes. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's a third-degree felony uh, for a tax violation. And then uh, also the state, for example, for workers' comp, if – the uh, Department of Financial Services does uh, catches you in doing that. They'll immediately stop your business. Wow! And uh, I actually, I had a client that was getting the short end and uh, getting mistreated by this company. It was a big company, and uh, they were doing that to a lot of uh, employees, misclassifying. Mm. And uh, I noticed the case wasn't going to go anywhere, so we, we reported them, and they immediately got shut down. Wow! <laughs> so yeah, that day, so they don't wow. mess around with that. So, man, yeah, you that's can't be amazing. messing around with that. Yeah, that's tough yeah. stuff. Got to know these rules, man. That's, you know, it. that's the idea. Yeah, you got to know these it. rules, otherwise you get hurt. Or talk to somebody that does, you know? That's, that's right. It. Yeah, so what's your website, Jason? Uh, Kobolaw, K-O-B-A-L-L-A-W dot net, N-E-T. 
Kobolaw.net. Kobolaw.net. Yep. Got it. All right, good stuff. So uh, outside of uh, you know work, we, we sometimes talk about UFC fighting or boxing, right? I would like to talk about both, man. I don't know if you saw uh, Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell. I haven't seen it. Huh? Don't. <laughs> that was. I feel bad. bad. Fight. Please, Chuck Liddell, if you're listening, don't beat me up. But man, I, I, I read about it. I read Rogan's remarks. He said he didn't change his style. He didn't change anything. He just went in there with the heavy fist, trying to. The head, this, the fist definitely looked heavy, but they looked slow. They mm. didn't look like the old Chuck Liddell. Forty-eight years old now. Yeah, I mean. he. It wasn't close. Yeah, well, it really wasn't close. It was. It looked pretty ugly. Yeah. Uh, but on a on a positive note, boxing. Which is kind of, in my opinion, going downhill. I honestly think since like the Tyson days, it was going way downhill. Yeah, yeah. especially heavyweights. But man, what a fight this past weekend! It was yeah. awesome. Uh, Tyson Fury. This is the guy. He's six nine, two hundred and fifty pounds. He beat uh, Klitschko a couple years ago, won the titles, and then he got depressed. He was up to four hundred pounds. He, he was out of boxing for two years. Wow. Came back at two warm up fights, and then he fought Dante Wilder this weekend as an underdog. And Wilder was 40-0 and 0 with 39 knockouts. Wow. And they were thinking the winner is going to fight this Joshua guy, Anthony Joshua, who's the title holder, who was also undefeated. And it was a, the coolest fight I've seen in a while. Uh, at six foot, It was 6'9", Tyson Fury, against 6'7", Dante Wilder. Wow. So two giants. Huge. And, man, uh, Tyson Fury was moving like Muhammad Ali, mm. <laughs> which you don't see guys that big moving that well. Right, real agile. Yeah, agile, just moving. Uh, wasn't really getting hit that hard. One, honestly, I would say 9 to 10 out of the 12 rounds. But, boy, the two rounds he lost, he got knocked down twice. And the last round he got now he got hit with a right and a left. It looked like he was done. Wow. And somehow he got up because this Wilder, I mean, 39 out of 40, that's pretty good. That's really good. <laughs> how, how, how much did Wilder weigh? He's 6'7". He's 6'7", and he's only like 220 pounds, mm. but he is powerful. 220. And it, it doesn't look like the Mike Tyson power back in the day I mean, because he's right. a lot bigger. But, man, I mean, his, his right hand is unbelievable. Wow. And just like a straight right hand. It's just super powerful. But uh, it looks like they're going to rematch now. So Joshua's really? going to have to wait. Yeah, because it was such a good fight. And I think it brought in like $40 million. It did better than man. they thought. So you know, it's interesting. You know, it's interesting with these big UFC fights, the the boxing fight. You, you you wait a day and you get it on YouTube. You can find it almost anywhere. I know. Okay. I always I kind of feel like it fires remorse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially after the Chuck Liddell one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was that was interesting. You know, so I, so I have to pull that up on YouTube then and, and catch that fight. You do. Yeah. yeah. The Chuck Liddell one's quick, but that Fury one, man, that is great. That's, That's a great. That sounds fight. like a good fight. Yeah. yeah I'm so looking you, forward to the next one. And you you traveled out there to UFC one of the last fights to, too to the previous. McGregor one. McGregor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think McGregor, he's forever going to be looked at a little differently after that one. Because, man, yeah. he took a beating. The other guy just owned him, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the he, Russian guy. Yeah, he owned him on the ground from the get-go, and it never was really close. And he even clocked him a few times. He got yeah. him tired on the ground first, and then he, he was giving it to him pretty good stand-up. So, yeah. yeah it was a, so he it dominated was the match. one-sided fight. Yep. Yeah, dominated it. Yep. Wow. So you, you flew out there for that. Now, you also have a, another business. I do, Let's and that's kind of why I, I flew out there. I have a couple connections out in Vegas now. It's funny. I came up with a card game. I used to like playing cards, you know, blackjack or whatever, going to the casinos when I was younger. When I was 19, I came up with a little table game, and then I never did anything with it. Long story short, in 2015, I met a guy who made apps. He made apps for, like, casinos. He made my – I go, hey, man, make me an app for my game. I, I invented it, and we'll try to get it in casinos. It's called Casino Over Under. It's in the App Store for iPhones. It's in the App Store for Android, uh, the Google Play. It's free download. But uh, the real 
dream is I'm trying to get the physical table games. I have a patent for it. I lease it out to casinos. Right now, I've got it into one casino, and I've got two others lined up. It's licensed in uh, Mississippi, Washington State, and soon to be Pennsylvania. Hmm. Um, and it's just a simple counting game. You get three cards after you see your first of three. Aces are always 11. You get your first of three, you have to guess if the three-card total is going to be over 23 or under 18. You make your guess. You get the second and third card. If you win, you win even money. If you don't, you lose. Simple. Wow. Yeah. And then there's a little bonus for high overs of 27 to 33. You win whatever it says. Or lower orders of 6 to 12, you win whatever it says. First night it was ever in a casino, ace, 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 which is the highest you could get, pays 51, happened twice. I wow. thought they were going to kick me right out with my game. <laughs> yeah. But it was all right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because they, they want to keep it right in the middle, don't they? Yeah. Well, you know, they lost money that night. I was devastated. But no, you can't beat it in the long run or else they would never even try it. Right. So, uh, yeah, Casino Over Under, that's my baby. <laughs> casino Over Under, that's yep. cool. So check it out. It's on the App Store. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. So you, you invented that when you are 19 years old? I did, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And it's, you know, it's funny. These companies, they have the, the casinos, they have gaming companies. They have, like, staffs of people. All they do is think of new games. Wow. So they don't like the crazy attorney from Florida, the outsider, coming in and, you know. Yeah. Doing his thing. But so far, we're doing all right. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Congratulations on that. Yeah, we're still fighting. But, yep, thanks, man. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. All right. So he's your uh, local attorney here in Tampa Bay. He's also an inventor. You know, <laughs> came up with an awesome game there, it sounds like. Jason Coble, local attorney here. Support your local economy. Work with local. You know, it's what we talk about here a lot on the show. Attorney Jason Coble. CobleLaw.net yep. is his website. And we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Pack up some food or clothing. Hand it to that person that you see in need. And be a force for good in the community. And uh, continue to tune into our show. We'd love to be your consumer advocate. Reach out for any real estate needs. And and uh, let us know how we can help you. And uh, go out there and do something kind for one another. We'll see you next time right here at Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show. Weekday afternoons at 5 on AM 1380. The Biz.